0: I'm Farhan Dalla, transformational trainer, and welcome to Elevate Your Life, a transformational podcast, an invitation to take the journey towards your deepest self. It is my intention to inspire you to connect, move, and meditate. We'll tap in, tune in, and dive in, and together learn and reflect from authentic, real, and transformative conversations. Let's get started. Today we are talking music and grief relief, and I have the distinct pleasure to introduce to you all my friend Neha Mahajan. Neha is an extraordinarily talented actress, musician, and has a passion for making our planet more beautiful with various green initiatives. She is a true example of someone who is elevating our world. She was raised in Taligun, a small town in Pune, India. She's the daughter to a father who is a musician and a mother who taught literature in college. She got a scholarship to study in Texas just after school called AYA or Academic Year in America, which took her to Fort Worth, where she majored in theater, following which she completed a master's in philosophy at the University of Pune while pursuing her passion for acting and sitar. She's been learning the sitar from her father at a very young age and also from two other gurus in the last five years. She started her acting career with Deepa Mehta's Midnight's Children and have worked in Hindi, English, Oriya, Malayalam, and Marathi films. Currently, she's staying on a farm with her partner Bradley, who is pursuing his PhD at the University of Toronto. And while on the farm, she's learning to care for cows while working on her green initiatives. And at the same time, she's acting in films, writing on her music, and composing. Neha just finished shooting a film called Kevin Knife. Neha loves spending time in nature, and I know this because I've had the pleasure of going on some hikes and trails while she was in Toronto last year. (laughs) (laughs) And we even did a labyrinth meditation together in Toronto's high park, which was an amazing experience to share with her. And for those of you who don't know, a labyrinth is basically um, an ancient practice used by many different faiths for spiritual centering, contemplation, and prayer. Entering the path of a labyrinth, you walk slowly while quieting your mind, and focusing on a spiritual question or prayer. And lastly, this introduction would not be complete without mentioning Neha Mahajan is featured playing the sitar in a collaboration with the song with none other than Ricky Martin. The song is titled Mi Sangre and on the album Pausa, and it won a Latin Grammy Award as well was nominated for a Grammy in the best Latin pop or urban category. Neha Mahajan, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Farhan. That was that was so nice of you. You're too kind to me always. <laughs>
0: but all of this is true. So, you know, when you hear your bio, like what do you think? Like when you hear about all your accomplishments, like it's so incredible when, when, when I read it, but how does it make you feel?
1: It's kind of weird to put it all together and read as a bio, but I feel like this is something that's special to you too, that when you meet someone, you really focus on uh, the things that they can be proud of and feel happy about. And (laughs) I remember meeting you in Toronto and feeling uh, really nice about myself, you know, like, oh, yeah, I I have done this and maybe I can do better, or you know. So, um, no, I just, I just want to thank you. I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be speaking with you on your podcast and I'm looking forward to this chat.
0: Yeah. And, you know, in all our conversations that we had while in Toronto or over the phone, there's always been incredible depth and breadth. So I I really appreciate um, your time, your energy, your talents, and all that it is that you um, have to share. And I'm. I'm really excited about having you here and uh, diving in deep into this conversation about music and, and grief relief. And, Same here,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And before we, we, we you know talk about all that stuff, I, I mean, I, I do know this, this story, but I was wondering if you would just take a few minutes to tell everyone about how the connection with Ricky Martin happened.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, sure i also think i know that you really love ricky martin's music and perhaps what gave that, that was, away? <laughs>
2: uh,
1: uh, no because i think that's also part of the reason how we bonded and we came yes. together yes. so um so it's only right to begin this begin this with the story of uh, my collaboration with ricky martin which was uh, also so um inspiring and there was so much learning attached to my experience with with that song itself because honestly I was very surprised that Ricky Martin's team found me on Instagram uh, because I had posted a a song like like a not even a song I play rag music particular to the sitar and Indian rag music and I had posted a video of that on Instagram and on the one of the first comments was from Ricky Martin's manager who she she introduced me later that uh, she's working on this song and is looking for um, an inst- like a sitar player to work on it and to be honest at first i thought this wasn't real and so i took my time gauging whether this person is real and if whatever you know like because social media is a tricky place but turns out that she it was real and the song was real and later on i spoke to the entire team and uh, understood what um, this, what my role in the song was. And uh, interestingly, we all were at separate places, but we recorded our music. And listening to the song, I feel like it's the power of music too, that despite us being geographically far apart, we were still thinking of the song as this one thing that we were all doing together. And um, I think the song's beautiful.
0: It I is hope a beautiful like song. Yes, I love it. And um, I love how this song came together because it was at a time when we were all isolated from each other and separate. Right. And yet mm-hmm. from different parts of the world, you were able to create this beautiful song. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the sitar is one of my favorite instruments. And I often used music with um, the sitar in many of my classes that I taught whether it was the Mm -hmm. cool down for a spinning class or part of a yoga class, I just love Mm -hmm. the sound of the sitar. And I'm also a huge fan of Latin music. And I think it's just beautiful how the sounds came together and merged so seamlessly, Um, putting Mm -hmm. Spanish lyrics and Latin music in the sitar. It just, the, the unification in the project is so exemplified in the song. So congratulations.
1: Thank you. I agree. Thank you so much.
0: And will we be seeing a video of the song anytime in the near future?
1: Oh, we have spoken about it, but uh, with the pandemic right now, I don't know how uh, we are going to resume our travels across borders, what what that's going to take. And uh, let's just wait and see how the world itself decides to move on, you know, and what yeah. happens. And let's hope for the best. I am looking forward to this video myself just
0: and was this the first ever recording that you ever released or were part of?
1: Uh, like, yeah, uh, I think yes, because um, I have not really recorded a song, you know, like my music has has always been rugs and I have like I remember playing for like a dance troupe where one of two of my other friends and I had played the sitar but it was a composition that my father had made and we were playing for this dance troupe but it wasn't recorded similarly in in this way so um, it definitely was my first experience of uh, mixing the sound of the sitar with Ricky Martin's voice (laughs) and with the different singers with having the chorus at the back so even when I was recording in the studio I had on one in one year i could have i had the um, different songs like the different um, beats and the different voices of me, of the singers and then in one year i had what i was playing so you know it was it, it was a very very different experience for me
0: so your acting career starts off with deepa meta and then your first major recording starts off with Ricky <laughs> martin and the song wins a grammy how does that make you feel
1: <laughs> I just feel really blessed, really lucky. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like, I feel like it's a big jump in a, in, in a river. So you don't get the chance to see whether the water is cold or hot or you just jump in the river and, and then and then you realize, oh my God, it's a big river. There's a lot of things I need to do. And, um, you know, I like even with Deepa Mehta's film, it was an ensemble cast. So I got to meet about 15 different actors, really successful actors um, at the peak of their careers and, you know, see them in action, which itself is such a rare thing. I think even in films to have an ensemble cast is, is not always, it's, it's still um, a pretty rare thing, right? So for me, I felt that meeting all these people at once, seeing the way they work because we had workshops, gave me an insight into what it would be mean for me to be part of this amazing vast ocean of, of films and acting and similarly with music right I, I feel like it's a pretty good first and I'm lucky and I hope that it's not the last
0: <laughs> I certainly don't think it'll be the last and I you know having heard you perform and play and um and with the song as well, I certainly hope that you will be recording and releasing more music at some time in the near future.
1: I hope to. I, for now, yeah. I'm concentrating on uh, movies and learning music. And the moment my gurus also feel that I can record, I want to. Right now, I'm working on on maybe what I could record and what albums I could make. But I also want to make sure that my gurus are happy and um proud of me and say okay you can record now and i think that's going to take a while
0: (laughs) sounds good we will be waiting in anticipation um and so you know this year has been challenging for a lot of us and uh, Mm -hmm. many of us have experienced all kinds of losses um you know that's kind of why i've started this podcast right for us to share through authentic conversation, um, what some of these losses are and, and hopefully share some, some tools to help people through their own individual process. But I'm curious to ask you, you know, if there's anything that this past year or of recent that you've been grieving about, uh, or an experience of loss that you've had, and, you know, would you be willing to share that with us today?
1: Um, so when we decided to speak about the about grief and music, I did think a lot about what it is that I'm grieving about because it's what is grief. I think it is it is a kind of sense of loss and um, having to reorganize your whole life based on that sense of loss or absence. And I feel that in my like when I. When I think about grief, I think about this very particular incident in my life when I lost my brother when I was very young. Um, but instead of focusing on that, I feel that this sense of loss always accompanies our everyday life, especially in the past one, one year and a half because of the pandemic, because uh, it's not just... You know, a personal loss, but a certain loss of freedom, a certain sense of where we are, where the world is going, where are where our you know what's gonna happen to our friends and family. And I feel that yes, there is a lot of um um grieving that we all have to go through and not just a particular incident even small incidents even the fact that I lose my concentration while I'm doing something that I want my con- want my concentration I feel that that's also why does that happen why does that anxiety sort of leak in and those things are all intertwined into this sense of loss and I think it's an everyday struggle to maintain um, focus and happiness and creativity to to bring something out of all of this, despite where we are at right now.
0: And so for you individually, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you talked about the the smaller griefs and the larger mm-hmm. griefs, but how does that show up for you? What does that feel like? Is, and everyone's different, but mm-hmm. how does grief show up or look like for you?
1: Um, I think there's a sense of helplessness and um you know that that this that you just cannot do anything about the loss of my brother like you know like it's it's the the finality of death is is extreme so so the the way it shows up i guess is that i just uh, sort of freeze sometimes and think um what next or what's going to happen or how, what does this even mean? What does the world look like with such a big hole in it? Or even with the smaller griefs, I feel like I, I, I think grief, um, if I'm allowed, if I allow myself to stay with it long, sort of makes me inactive. And that uh, is the, the i wouldn't call it negative i'm choosing my words a little properly because it's not negative it's inevitable but when grief makes me inactive i know that i have to do something and that's where i know that you know a lot of things that i i do with music or with acting or with my friends and family i feel that um, all of those things help me to maintain this sort of uh, movement and creativity that i really long for in my life So this inactivity and this freezing or this anxiety or this sort of uh, not wanting to do anything is -hmm. part of how grief shows up, you know?
0: Yeah, and how do you personally cope with grief?
1: Hmm. Mm, I try. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just think that... um, First off, I think I'm really blessed that I have this beautiful instrument. And... um, With the sitar, I feel there is always a lot of um, energy with the sound itself. So even if I just pick the instrument up and play, I think it helps me to be affected by the beauty of the notes and and the sound. So even if I'm not particularly creative, I feel like the instrument itself is so beautiful that it affects my mood. And 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 then, you know, it's like a relationship. And I think the way I cope with anything sad in my life is by doing a certain kind of um, action that involves reflection, where I deal with what I'm um, sad about, where I'm not avoiding it. But then it becomes daunting if I'm just staring at it open-eyed with... You know, without any. So I feel like playing the music or going out into the garden and composting or actions like that, where you're doing an action, you're engaging with something. But at the same time, there is scope and possibility for me to think about what I'm grieving or what is what is troubling me or what I'm anxious about. Uh, gives me a scope for contemplation and just to sieve out what these feelings are, what these things are, what what am I doing, and um, what are the reasons behind all of these. So, so I think first is reasons, finding out the reasons, realizing the different shades of feelings and emotions that um, are sometimes separate from the reasons actually, and then. Um, you know, just finding ways to channelize all of that into some coherent understanding of myself and the world.
0: Yeah, it's, and so it's, mm-hmm.
1: it's more like a. It sounds like it's it's it sounds like a plan, you know. But uh, it's a lot of work. I feel like with with any sort of loss, with any sort of sadness, there is always a lot of work to to do.
0: Do you feel that? being an artist um especially as a musician or writer composer Mm -hmm. that it allows for um a connection to be able to tap into what it is that you're feeling to get contemplating that the music Mm -hmm. and the art serves as a pathway for you to be able to get to that space of evaluating what those emotions are
1: right um Certainly. I would, uh, I think that, you know, as a, as an actor, there is a certain vulnerability in me, which sometimes leaks into even my personal life. Like I I tend to be open and vulnerable and (laughs) honest. And I feel that those things really help me when I am in front of the camera, because um, then I know that Whatever the character, or whatever wh- whoever the director, and what whatever is happening on set, I know that I can give my entire self without any sort of hesitation. Which I have seen some some people, you know, where where oh, what if I make a fool of myself? I feel like I am just always making a fool of myself anyway. <laughs> so so I feel like that kind of vulnerability and honesty helps me in uh, being present when I'm acting or. Um, even when I'm playing music, but then it's not all. I feel that um, with this, you need a certain discipline and methodology and reason, which needs work. So even if I'm okay, like even if as a person I can tap into all of these different mediums to help me with my grief, it's not just that it still needs something else. And that I think is a matter of discipline. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, and you know the vulnerability is a key component because um, to face our grief really requires us to be vulnerable, and Mm -hmm. um, that can be quite challenging. So, do you find uh, the vulnerability part difficult for you at times, or do you think that you know the music and the art and the acting helps you get there? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, at times maybe, but. I think, whatever the cost of it, I feel that it's better to be able to be in a space where I feel vulnerable, where, where I feel affected, where I feel all these, um, uh, I feel sensitively rather than make myself thick skinned and, um, you know, make like sort of a fortress so that it doesn't affect me. I personally think that it is, even if I wasn't an actress or a musician, but then I cannot, I cannot really negate that. But I do think that being an actress and, and a student of music helps me to deal with this vulnerability. It channelizes, it channelizes it. It helps me to, it's like a, um, it's like a give and take. So um, if I am feeling sensitively, then I will, I will pour that into the work I'm doing. And then if the work I'm doing is um, also giving me a space to be vulnerable, then you know I can um accept that vulnerability within me. So it's sort of a give and take with my work and myself. And strangely, I think with the with both the things that I do, the instrument, even if it is music or acting like as a medium, the instrument is still me as a person, right? So um just still like I'm still working a lot on myself when I do these things.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um mm-hmm we my family had the immense blessings of your performance at my mother's celebration of life and Mm -hmm. uh i was so honored when i asked you if you would perform the sitar for us and you said yes and uh Mm -hmm. it was an incredible moment for for our family um
1: just as much for me because I was in Toronto at the time mm-hmm. and um, I was also missing home a little bit and I <laughs> I um, could feel how deeply you were affected and anybody would. I mean, uh, I think losing your mother is um, a very hard truth that everybody has to face. And so again, at that time, playing for you, understanding or being, being part of your life, gave me a certain strength and gave me also like a certain hope that I can be together in some way that will help you face what you're going through which is which in itself is such a powerful feeling you know so I also really appreciate that you um wanted me to play at that at the time
0: yes and um you know having a celebration of life isn't part of our traditional customs. But given that it was COVID and um, mm-hmm. we weren't able to um, perform the rites and rituals that we would normally do with the entire family, this was a way in which we could get the family worldwide to actually come together virtually and to share some time together to honor my mom. And yeah. um, the timing of you being here Um, it was just it was just synchronistic and a blessing so it uh, it really like my family could not stop talking about your performance (laughs) everyone kept saying how they were so moved by it and so touched and um, that's clearly a reflection of what um, you're able to create through your artistry but also the heart that you put into your music because we all felt that and
1: and relating it to what we are speaking about, grief. That um, that when when people are grieving, I think the most important thing is to find people who understand that and are able to partake in the grief and sort of either either merely just listen or understand or help uplift. Help uplift, I feel, is a very is a very uh, too many expectations on people, but <laughs> but I feel uh, that. Um, at least being together, you know, and yes. especially with loss. I feel that as people, um, the most we can do is just to be there for each other. And and by that, I, I think, uh, like, when we are speaking about grief and the ways to cope with grief, I feel having that kind of humility, knowing that somebody else may be going through a certain sense of loss and then, you know, being considerate about that or being there is such a powerful thing. And um so I just wanted to relate this incident that you, you, you shared with the fact that I also felt the support and, and you felt the support and we were together and we, we created some nice memories that um, helped us. And I think that's such a, such a nice way to cope with something that um, is tough.
0: Yeah, and I, and I do wanna add that the experience itself is um, what I describe as transformative. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, in not just myself, but also in my family and people that are close to my mom, when we heard you play, it really helped shift some of the pain that we were feeling in that moment. And that is a very powerful thing. Um, and
1: the, um, the sound of the sitar is mm-hmm. also a certain sound energy, right? So like when you come out of a dark room and go in a space where there's breeze and sunshine it, it affects your mood. I think similarly, the, the music sounds um, good sound, not noise, affects the soul in a way that is hard to explain in words. So um, that's why I think music plays like an incredible role that we, we don't know, like the flowers or, this, or the rain or the sunshine plays a big role in our state of mind. And similarly, I think music, uh, unknowingly, without even calling it meditation or, you know, therapy or whatever, I think listening to good music plays an incredible role in um, making you, you know, just mentally stable or happy.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a shift in our body. There's a shift in our mind as we're listening. Um, Mm -hmm. It takes us on a journey. and. In many ways it helps us connect to emotions that sometimes we can't verbalize and that we don't necessarily need to verbalize but just to be able to experience through the sound like you said Um, and from my own personal experience uh, music has provided you know whether i'm listening to you perform or or um what's called 528 hertz music um Mm -hmm. it just allows me to feel the emotions that I need to feel um Mm -hmm. and uh connect to the parts of me sometimes that I'm not able to to articulate and Mm -hmm. um it just allows me to go into that space where I need to just be and allow Mm -hmm. the music to do what it needs to do um it has an energy like you says and it's almost like it has um, a spiritual energy because it works on such a deep level that sometimes we're not even able to describe what's happening. But in many ways, it's providing us with support and healing, calming, mm-hmm. and, and maybe, yeah, sometimes meditation as well.
1: And also to add to what you're saying, I think it, it also gives us a window to the magical world of music. Because even if it's not necessarily always healing or making, you know, sometimes it's not just about emotions and healing, but sometimes it's just about witnessing an incredibly beautiful composition that is, that just makes, that just reminds you that there's so much beauty in the world and that, it can be created by something that's not really tangible in the sense that I cannot really touch it. I I cannot really even point a finger and say, this is what's beautiful about this composition. But just that the beauty exists. And I think those moments of um, witnessing something beautiful also help me sometimes in forgetting what I am dealing with and and then coming back to it there's a new perspective mm, so because I because i can because i can forget whatever it is and just witness something so beautiful that you know then the space is created for me to come back to well, whatever is troubling me and then i have a different kind of perspective towards it because i feel like okay in the bigger picture there are these messy things but then there are these beautiful things so the choice is mine right mm.
0: Yeah, that's true. I love that. Mm-hmm. And how else, Neha, like I'm interested in your perspective about, you know, specifically with grief as well, but how else can, can music help us with our grief or our grief journey?
1: I think um, th- there are two ways to answer this question, because if you're learning music, there are so many ways that um, one can, you know, like just uh, practicing every day, which I think gives a certain sense of discipline, a certain a structure to your day. Um, like when I was going through a very difficult time I still made sure that I woke up and I played music and that gave my days a structure so that I was not just you know um, sleeping anytime. I feel like that structure or that um, going back to the place where I know it gives me comfort or it gives me a certain inspiration Sometimes music doesn't give me comfort because I know I want to do this, but I'm not able to, so I have to practice doubly hard. But then that practice and then achieving the phrase, suppose my guruma taught me something and it takes me three weeks to learn it. But then once I get it, the joy of it is so beautiful that it helps me to learn more. So as a student, I feel that just learning the instrument or learning whatever music you're learning, is uh, you know keeps you on a, a sort of track where you know you have to improve or you want to express or find tools to express or find um, certain phrases that say your expression the best. So that's one. But I think as a listener also, uh, listening to great musicians, I listen to I, I, I listen to music a lot myself, and I feel that. I don't know, like the great musicians must have thought about the world in some uniquely beautiful way and to listen to them with your whole heart and soul. And just, just, you know, like providing yourself to music and letting it affect you is also like a beautiful experience, like swimming again in, in a really beautiful river, because then once you're out of it, you feel enriched. So the way I feel um, music can really help is by truly providing yourself to the music too, you know, not just making it as a back- background. I I especially think this true with Indian drag music, because sometimes like when are the times people listen to music, driving a car or washing dishes or, you know, cleaning or doing something other than music. But I feel that there should be times, there should be pauses in our life where we just sit down and listen to music and just really um, witness the beauty of it. And that affects that, 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 that I think creates a beautiful image in our brains and then surely that must affect us to cope with everything. Right.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, from my experience in listening to certain songs there's some that uh, will make me laugh and cry, and um, yeah. some will make me happy, and some will make me sad during mm-hmm. you know, this whole process. But regardless, it's okay because it's all an expression of what I'm feeling. Right. And uh, music gives us permission to feel all those things and, and to know that that's okay, whatever it is that you're feeling in that moment. There's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just unique to where you're at. And yeah. uh, there's nothing to judge, but just witness, as you say.
1: True and and uh, like I remember uh, this incident just from last week when two of my very close friends were at home, and uh, we just had a nice conversation. We had food and then at eleven o'clock, one of my friends just started playing some of our favorite songs, and we were so nostalgic and happy and excited that we just started dancing and we probably possibly danced through the night, you know, like the four of us, we were just playing music, listening to the songs and dancing. And now that we are speaking about music as a therapy or music as a tool of coping grief, I feel like music also as just being um, and, you know, like even even if it's just these old rock songs and film songs and, and you know, you're like dancing to it and you're listening to it and you're, you're having fun. And then the next day, it's I just feel like a lot of um, things that indirectly um, taken care of, because while we're dancing with friends, you're not really thinking about what we're dealing with or, you know, like coping. Particularly, but indirectly, we're letting the music affect our bodies just as, just as much as our souls and dancing and, and sort of releasing everything that's pent up, maybe, you know?
0: Yes. And so lately, I've noticed that I've actually started to sing along with certain songs. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> that's, you know, um, uplifted me a little bit during um you know this difficult time but I can honestly say that uh, it's allowed me to experience just a little bit of joy again so I'm really grateful that music has allowed me to do that and Mm -hmm. today today we are we are so blessed because you have agreed to perform for us
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and
0: uh so what are you going to be playing and and why did you choose this piece for today's episode
1: um, so I'm going to be playing a rag called Yaman and uh, the reason I chose this rag is um, first off because this is the rag that I was taught first um, and I've been playing it now for the last 14 years and I feel that any musician, any student of music is First taught only two rags, which is and one of the, those is Yaman. And the reason I try to understand because there are so many rags in, in Indian music, but Yaman is like a very vast, encompassing sort of um, phenomena in the sense that there is joy, there is there is it's it's like it's like a sunset. I cannot find any other way to explain it. But but the rag itself has has many many different emotions. And I thought it would be perhaps easier for me to speak with you for 45 minutes and then go back to my best friend, who's Rag Yaman, Because I know Yaman will also take care of me when I am um, slightly, you know, like right now we're speaking. Generally before a concert, I would like to have 10 minutes to myself and tune properly and make sure I know what I'm playing. But right now I know that Yaman is also close to me. And so I can play. Uh, for 10 minutes and um, express whatever we are speaking about which is not entirely an easy subject I feel diving into um, the areas in your spirit where you feel down and Mm -hmm. you know thinking about tools to uplift yourself and so I think that's why I chose to play Yaman.
0: Excellent. And, um, I do want to say that, uh, the piece that you played for my mom's celebration of life is on my Instagram. So if anyone wants to listen to that, you can visit my Instagram page for and before Neha performs for us today, just as she suggested, this is an invitation for you to just get still, get silent and, um, just put away the distractions of the exterior world and maybe close your eyes while Neha plays and just allow yourself to go on a journey inward. Give yourself permission to feel whatever your body wants to feel while she's playing and be present to that feeling, allowing yourself to, to possibly experience your own personal transformation. Thank and you so... for that,
1: Benhan. I will also try to give myself to the music now and play for you all. But thank you so much for this chit chat. I really enjoyed um, talking with you and exploring and it sort of felt meditative.
0: My friends playing the sitar for us now, I'd like to present to you Neha Mahajan. Thank you, Neha. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you again for sharing incredible insights about music and how it could help with grief. Thank you for your energy and for that incredible performance. I am sure we'll be hearing from you through your music and we'll be looking out for you for your new movie. Thank you for taking Uh, the time to listen to today's episode of elevate you your life Neha, a transformational on Instagram podcast at i hope today's conversation has elevated you in some way and inspired Nehamahajan. you Nehamahajan. to connect move and, I will and meditate also include all of i'd her really appreciate contact your information by following Instagram. and rating this podcast in the notes come back soon podcast. and join me for another Thank transformative so conversation